Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Irene Blog Talk Radio Show with your host and creator, Minister Annie Bell, the founder and executive director of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. We are providing talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. Please enjoy the show. Hello, hello again, my friends. You are tuned in to Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. I just want to halt for a minute and say, don't y'all just love that jingle? I want to thank my um, friend and musical director, Clifton Dial, who wrote that song and um, recorded it. And, you know, he j- I just love it because it really... Um, it really speaks to what we are about. We're here to help reign together um, and ultimately that we may endure, that we may reign with Christ when he comes. Again, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. I am Minister Annie Bell, the host and creator of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, which is an outreach of Wealth Management Ministries. We endeavor to bring talk ter- therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as providing a platform to bring awareness and resources in the hopes of preventing those atrocities. Well, tonight, you probably may have tuned in because we're talking about survival sex, and and maybe you haven't heard of it. And um, tonight, we want to shed some light, especially since we're talking about it in, um, in the, uh, it, it, for our youth, our, our teens. Um, so there are many children and youth who run away from their homes every year in the United States. They leave their home believing that what they are leaving behind has, far, it has to be far worse than their trek into the unknown. Um, now they're quasi-liberated from whatever they were running away from, and they run smack dab into the reality that food, shelter, and basic human necessities are not readily available to them on the streets. After a few days of sleeping in the cold or in the heat um, and having no food, preservation stage kicks into high gear. Well, they can't just get a job. Remember, they are underage or, um, and without work experience. They could start stealing you know, but how long will that luck run before they get caught? So soon they learn uh, that they can trade their bodies for food, shelter, and even drugs. Because yes, a lot of the runaways um, have to find or cope with uh, their situation through through drug usage. Well, we are going to take a, a, a virtual journey through the lives of our youth who engage in survival sex. Uh, Tonight, I am joined by Felicia Ingram, an anti-human trafficking advocate. She is also one of our administrators on the IRAIN Facebook group, who does an excellent job of keeping us all in the know about sex trafficking, the prevalence of it, and the laws, and et cetera. Ms. Felicia will join me every so often throughout our season for discussion, discussions on a, a myriad of topics centered around our mission to stop abuse and abolish sex trafficking. So without further delay, Felicia Ingram, welcome to our studio. Thank you so much, Annie, for having me as a guest on your show. Um, I'm privileged to be able to provide information for our audience and um I'm just happy to be um, a great uh, resource for you and and, uh, everybody who is listening. 
And, you know, I, um, I'm going to tell you, uh, we've ha- we have a large amount of people on our group, the, um, the Facebook group, Irene, Stop Abuse and Abolish yeah. Sex Trafficking. And you definitely stood out as one of our members who are consistently participating. And, um, and so that's, you know, that's why we were able to connect and really, uh, you know, put our hands to the plow. So I really applaud you for that. And I applaud you for desiring to um, help those who are in our vulnerable population. So kudos to you and, you know, many, many, many hand claps. You're welcome. Let's go ahead and get started. Oh, you're welcome, honey. You're welcome. I thank you really, because like I said, for a minute, I was the only one putting articles up and reading and stuff like that. So I'm just so glad to have you on board. Um, We're going to go ahead and get started. And so I want you, Felicia, to kind of describe uh, for our listeners, what survivor survival sex looks like. Okay. Well, first of all, um, our listeners need to understand that survival sex is not a financial transaction. Uh, and many times um, the young people are having to do is they're exchanging their bodies um, for basic needs of clothing, food, and shelter. Um and I don't believe at the time when they're doing this, they, they realize um, that this, you know, could be a long-term situation. Um, mm. Obviously, they end up on the street because of maybe they're leaving a physical or an abusive situation. So they just have no idea. They, they may think once they get out in the street that they'll be able to find some place to live, you know, food and that sort of thing. But what happens is, um, they get out and they find that things aren't as easy. As you mentioned, a lot of mm-hmm. these youth don't have a means to support themselves. They don't have jobs. So what ends up happening is they end up running into somebody and they'll promise them a place to live, but they say, well, you, you need to, you know, exchange yourself in order to, for uh, for me to provide you a place to live, eat, you know, uh, food, et cetera. So mm-hmm. I believe that our young people really don't understand what what they they may run into by running away from a situation. And that's why, you know, we really wanted to sit and talk about this because, first of all, for a teen, for the majority anyway, majority are not running away for some, you know, frivolous situation. Um, sure. For them to, to feel like they need to run away from that situation, it must be pretty bad at home. Um, and like you said, you know, survival sex is not exchanging sex for money. Um, it, it is exchanging sex for food, uh, for basic necessities. And that breaks my heart, <laughs> you know, that we have children. These are kids. They're under 18. These are kids. And um, for us to... I mean, if you really think about it, they're being made, well, and again, I know some of some of our listeners are saying, okay, well, they're the ones that ran away, but they're put in a position to feel that running away is the only means for, for which they can actually survive whatever's going on, you know, so, you know, survive to the next stage of life. And so, um, and they come with that brutal, they get hit with that brutal reality that, oh my gosh. Um, I don't have no way to find to get something to eat or, you know, um, I mean, even the basic thing of having a place to go take a dump, you know, I don't I don't like using the using public bathrooms too often. Now, obviously, when I'm out in public somewhere, I will. And, you know, I take care and making sure that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But these kids don't they don't even have a place to go and um you know, excrete uh, in a in a private area, and and so it my it it, it breaks my heart. So um, thank you for bringing that up. And also, again, you know, when we're talking about sex trafficking, um, sometimes when you read about survival sex, you'll also read that uh, they're categorized those teens who have run away and is utilizing survival sex. They are um, looked upon as trafficking victims. And so um, because of this, the situation forcing them 
to use their bodies to uh, in exchange for uh, basic needs. So, um, so that is, you know, the, the, but really in, when we're looking at sex trafficking, that is where it's forced, coerced, manipulated, um, into having sex with Johns, um, and the victim gets no financial gain. Um, so there is a slight difference in the two. And then of course you have prostitution where it's more of a choice, but a lot of times again, you know, that can be, uh, you know, um, kind of discuss that, you know, some prostitutes feel like they have no choice either. But there is an exchange for money. Survival sex is um, exchange of sex for basic needs. That's, do you think that kind of sums it up, Felicia? Correct. Um, but I just wanted to also uh, say that sometimes survival sex ends up into trafficking, as you mentioned. It may mm-hmm. start off um, maybe um, being with an older person, and then the older person ends up um, sharing that person with a friend. Mm. Uh, and then sometimes the person can be kidnapped or exploited, um, and then it ends up turning into um, sex trafficking. So That's right. You, you have those types of instances as well that the youth have no idea. Like you mentioned, they leave the home thinking that um, leaving the home situation they'll find a better situation, but many times they end up in a worse situation than they than they would could have imagined. Mm-hmm. So it's just very bad, very bad. And that's really good that you bring that up because you know they're subject to the possibility of so many bad things happening to them when they run away. And um, that sex trafficking, you and I know, is absolutely no joke. It's horrendous. No, the, you know, the grooming, the conditioning, the what, you know, what they go through. Um, I was reading about a five-year-old girl who was being raped by a family member um, mm-hmm. for years. And she finally ran away and was utilizing survival sex and, uh, wow found an older man and uh, began to live with him and then, you know, and trading sex. There was no love there. He, she was just trying to survive. So uh, he, she was his concubine or whatever you want to call it, her, his sex toy. And then he would invite others to come and begin having sex with her. And then one of them actually kidnapped her and uh, forced her into sex trafficking and she was caught up in that for three months before she was able to, uh, you know, uh, get to escape. And at that point, she was 19. So just think of her life, starting at the age of five, being so marginalized and objectified that, you know, she is nothing, worth nothing but to get a, a orgasm from. Um, what you know, what goes on in her mind and what has had to happen for her to transition beyond that and to be able to thrive. So, um, you know, I'm I'm sad. I I pray and I hope that she is living a life uh, abundant at this time. Um, But what she went through as a baby, when I just think about it, you know, again, it just brings tears to my eyes um, that the need for this sex is so strong that it overrides all sense and sensibility, compassion, you know, for the, for the human. I just can't understand it. Yeah, it's terrible. You hear so many stories like that, that you, you wonder how people, how people survive it in the end, but people do find a way to survive. You know, they meet the right person that can, um, you know, support them and help them, and just keep praying that these people run into the right people that can help them. Amen. So, Andy, um, are teens using safe sex when they're out out there in their survival sex? And I'm going to answer that question in two minutes. Right around now, we got to take a, a moment for a station identification. So when I come back, Felicia, I'll definitely answer that question. So everybody, please hold on to your wigs. We'll be right back.
Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We had you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. Welcome back to Irene Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Thank you, thank you so much, and welcome back um, to Irene Blog Talk Radio Show on We Inspire Network Radio. I am your host, Minister Annie Bell. Um, for those who might be interested in sponsoring a show or advertising on our shows, please contact our marketing department at 201-477-0469. We have advertising packages that run as low as $150 per week, and it goes towards our efforts to fight this battle against child abuse, sex trafficking, and helping people to thrive, uh, those who have survived it. We are back with um, Felicia Ingram who, again, is an anti-human trafficking advocate and one of the um, administrators of the IRAIN Facebook group. So welcome back, Felicia. Thank you, Annie. And uh, and I want to answer the question that you um, had posed as far as, you know, are they having safe sex? And, um, and the answer is a no. Now, mm-hmm. to be very candid, most people looking for sex in the wrong places, you know, uh, uh, these uh, I call them the perverted, the, you know, those who are just not trying to be upstanding, they also don't want to wear condoms. Most of the time, um, they want to feel skin on skin, flesh on flesh. So whoever mm-hmm. is providing the survival need, so whoever has the house or the food or the clothes, are the ones that are calling the shots, leaving wow. the victim without too many options. So, you know, um, if they want to eat or if they want to have some shelter, I mean, that's that's a pretty, you know, big thing to have to contemplate because AIDS is still running rampant out here, you know, and, um, and other STDs. And so it's like it's still Russian roulette as far as I can see. Because um, they either could die without having the their mm. needs met, and then they could die by having sex with the wrong person. Um, because especially those who are, um, there's a lot who are infected with either the AIDS virus or the HIV or has the HIV. Um, they a lot of them, you know, some of them are if they're already in that predatory mindset, they don't really care that right. it could spread to anyone else. Um, I was reading about uh, and this kind of off the off the subject just a little bit, but in Africa, you know, the AIDS virus runs rampant, but there's some kind of ritual that yeah. young girls, yeah, have to go through. And this one guy, he he was AIDS. He was positive yeah. with the AIDS virus. And mm-hmm. they were allowing their daughters, virgin daughters, to have sex with this grown man to, yeah. uh, you know, bring them into the age of puberty or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. where can somebody please rationalize that for me? Because it makes no sense. But, again, mm-hmm. to answer your question, uh, no, they're, uh, uh, most of the time they're not using safe sex. Right. Yeah, that now, I think maybe a lot of times they don't have access to condoms either. You know, if they're not, they don't have funds, to, obviously, to be able to, um, for food and shelter, then they're not going to have funds to be able to afford to buy a condom. 
Mm-hmm. So and and they don't even know terrible. where to go because there are resources where you can get some free condoms, but they don't right. know that that is available. You know, so Correct. between those three elements, you know, it's it's pretty safe to say that no, they're not. So mm-hmm. you know, when we're trying to as we're having this you know conversation, Felicia, about how many um, of our nation's youth are are running away from home. Well, in the United States, it's between 1.6 and 2.8 million runaways. Um, and many are running away as uh, between the ages of as young as 10 to 14 Good years old. And, um, you know, they're even more at a high risk um, of dangers on the street. Sure. Uh, but, of course, um, you, know, you know, there are situations, as we, we discussed, you know, that they're trying to run away from abusive Situations and even there are cases where they, where these young kids are thrown out of their homes as well. I mean, if you have a parent that has uh, alcoholism or drug abuse problems, you know they're not even going to know if the kid is gone. But I think at some point, some of these young kids they figure their home life is so bad that how how bad can living outside the house be? They have no idea what they may be getting into. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a horrible situation. And that's a large number. I mean, that that's, I don't know how many teens are in the United States, but, you know, 1.5 to 2.2 million, that's a lot of runaways that are in our streets, that are just on our yeah. streets, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that leads to the what you were saying, that some of the reasons that they're running away from home um Eighty percent of those who run away from um, home are running away from physical or sexual abuse at home. Um, as we were saying, if a uh, if a person is being sexually abused at home, then there is a higher propensity for them to turn around and use their bodies to survive on the streets. And when we sure. look at the statistics, um, there. 70 to 85% of female prostitutes, I, I, I didn't look up the um, statistics for males, because, yes, there mm-hmm. are male prostitutes out there. Um, yeah. They are, they the, the, the prostitutes were sexually abused at home. And so there is mm-hmm. this conditioning that goes on, and, ob- again, the continuing of the objective, Okay, every once in a while, a word will come up. Objectification of our female population that starts at a very young age. And um, and so then we wonder why, and, you know, even grown women on Facebook are doing the poses with, you know, their backside um, showing and their breasts and cleavage just out there for every, any and everybody to look at because, they were being conditioned at a young age to, to use their body and to show their body to get their value and their worth. And um, so we can't keep on saying, oh, you know, why is she doing that? we got to look at, well, you know, what happened? What happened to her? Um, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things of uh, I, we, uh, in our counseling that we do, uh, we use the STAR method, which is uh, strategic strategic trauma and abuse recovery um, method. And we don't look at you and look at the person who is coming for counseling and say, what is your problem? We look mm-hmm. at um, what happened to them. You know, what happened to you? Um, and mm-hmm. so these kids who are being abused at home, they run away. And again, they're using their bodies uh, this, you know, the same reason that they left home, they're now, uh, because of the sexual abuse especially, now they have to endure it out in the street. Now, I read where one young lady, she said, well, I'd rather do it because I'm, I have decided to, to exchange my body for whatever, whereas at home, I was forced. Um, so there's a feeling of independence that comes over them when they when they do leave their home. Now, some of them are actually being kicked out the homes. Like you were saying, some yeah. of them are being kicked out because of their sexual lifestyle choice, whether they're, you know, LGBT, 
and Q. Um, we all, they also, there's uh, one gentleman that was interviewed said that he, he, there's no way that he could have ever come out, even though he was being physically abused at home, he could have never come out of the, the proverbial closet um, because they just did not accept it, that lifestyle. And um, then you have some families who will kick the child out because of financial strain. Uh, they just can't take, they feel like they can't take care of the child any longer. Again, that to me is abuse because and that's, you know, that falls under the neglect. Um, and we know that uh, abuse comes in so many cat, five different categories and neglect is one of them. And so um, that those are the reasons that uh, we have found for people, uh, kids who are running away from home. Right. It's a very yeah. difficult situation. I can't, I can't even imagine. Um, but I, I felt my, you know, I had a good upbringing, so I can't even imagine of uh, being out in the street and how isolated or how lonely you, lonely you feel or, you know, mm-hmm. how do you feel what your, what your worth is when you've been told to leave or you feel like you're forced to leave. Wow. Uh, that has to be a scary thought of being out there uh, mm-hmm. on your own. And, you know, when you're out there like that, it doesn't take very long before somebody to to notice you know, you're, you're probably like a fly on the wall to somebody when they see you that they can tell you're vulnerable. Yeah. So I think that makes things things even worse. Like the, the girl you just said that I feel like, you know, I, I'm able to use my body, but that's a shame that when she was living at her home, mm-hmm. she was forced into the physical, but now she still has to use her body in another way. She feels exactly. like she has control, but she really doesn't because she now really she's doesn't. using it as a way to survive. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you know, I was uh, abused as a child. Uh, I was, I went through sexual, I actually went through almost all of them except for neglect. Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, there was some physical abuse. There was a lot of emotional and mental abuse. And um, the sexual abuse was the most prevalent. And, um, And because of the grooming and the conditioning was all that mental stuff that went on. And, I considered running away. I did. Um, I con- but I also have a, um, a disability. And so mm-hmm. I had to think through it and say, okay, you know, am I jumping? And I didn't say this, these particular words, but basically am I jumping out of the pot and into the fire? You know, um, mm-hmm. who, how am I going to, you know, get the, um, my brace that I need to be able to walk and, uh, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So, um, uh, you know, I thought of running away. I thought of homicide and I definitely thought of suicide and uh, tried to commit suicide at one point. So it wow. is a humongous decision that a child has to make, you know, right, right. forced into making decisions like, okay, should I kill myself, kill him, run away? Wow. You know, come on, that's, that's just too much for a child to have to really consider um, right. you know, and so now, now Felicia, could you then, you know, I want to talk a little bit about prevention. Uh, could you share with us some ways to prevent youth from running away? We, you have about a minute and then we'll come back after our commercial. Um, and then you can continue if, um, you know, if you need more okay. time, but what are some ways right. that we could prevent that? All right. I know, you know, a lot of times when teens are going through a bad time, um, it's very important that um, parents provide a positive feedback uh, when they're dealing with their teens. Always try and praise them whenever possible. Um, don't scream or yell or threaten your child. Um, when you do these types of things, it, it reinforces their mind to think, okay, I, I think I need to run away. There's mm-hmm. a certain way that you, you know, a lot of kids are vulnerable when they're teens, so you have to find a way to be able to talk to them and, uh, you know, not always always say things out of anger to your child. There's a certain way that you have to sit down and and talk with your child. Um, You know, if a child wants to run away, tell you know, give them warning signs saying, listen, if you run away, I can't stop you, but, you know, it's really dangerous out there. Uh, And I won't be able to protect you if you run into trouble. Um, 
you know, I can't help you. So um, you really have to have that heart-to-heart, um, or even if it's not yourself, somebody else that they're close with, you know, another relative that they're very close with. It's very important to keep that line of communication open with your teenager. Um, and, if you'll, um, and if you'll put a, a mark, bookmark right there, we're going to take a okay. quick break um, and come back and, and hear the uh, rest of your um, really wise things that you are saying to us parents. So everybody, please stay put. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show where we endeavor to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to aid in the prevention of these abuses. IRAIN, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor, that means I, I identify myself as a survivor, no longer a victim. R, reclaim my life. E, excel at living. G, grow in Christ. And N, nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey of survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled, with the namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy of my book today and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we will reign with Christ. Welcome back to I Reign Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Like he said, welcome back, everybody, to the Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Again, I am Minister Annie Bell, your host. Uh, we are one of the many outreaches of Wealth Management Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we endeavor to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor through the teaching of financial literacy and Christian counseling. We have begun our virtual wealth coaching, life coaching, and Christian counseling sessions, which is now available if you would like. uh, And there is a uh, complimentary 20-minute session that we are making available to our new clients. So give us a call. Our our rates are very affordable because we want to make sure that those who need it can get the help they they need. We are back with Miss Felicia Ingram, and she was talking about one of the ways that we could actually prevent uh, our children from running away from home. Felicia, welcome back. Thank you, Annie. I wanted to um, provide a couple more uh, solutions or ways that you can um, really keep that line of communication with your uh, teenager. Um, You need to have a system where you can check in with your teenager frequently, you know, just ask, you know, how was your day? Is everything okay? Um, I'm really inter- interested in, in you, and I you know, I really care. So if you have any problems, um, I'd like us to discuss it. I think um, many parents feel when um, children, be, you know, are a certain age that it's time to give them their freedom. But uh, I think most experts totally disagree with that. It's very important that you keep an eye on your child, especially in these days with um, the different apps that are on phones and ways that um, that children or teenagers can be lured away. So it's very important that parents um, become aware of what's going on with their uh, with their uh, ch- children. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And when it comes when it comes to uh, talking to your teenager, it's very important um, that even if you don't agree with what they said, um, at least uh-huh. listen to their side and then calmly give your side. Uh, I, I think it's very difficult. Um, again, once again, with relationships between parents and children, that you really have to both sides have to come together um, and have a reasonable conversation. Um, yes. And uh, not have any yelling and screaming because that helps nothing. So I think it's very important that parents and uh, their children sit down and discuss situations. Uh, I think parents need to teach their teens problem-solving skills. Mm. Um, you know, what, what can be done differently to solve a problem? It's very difficult when, when um, teenagers have a problem. They, they have a trouble trouble trying to figure things out. So you really have to teach the child there's always a solution to everything um, and not to always think there's a negative solution, that you know there's always a positive solution. And sometimes solutions take time. Not everything happens overnight. And mm-hmm. uh, not to panic if something doesn't happen you know, quickly. Sometimes things take time, and there's always um, a way to deal with the problem. I think those are some uh, ways of prevention. And if you do find that you're still having difficulty with your teenagers, then you really need to to seek uh, professional help. There's always resources out there um, that can help you, Uh, whether or not it be guidance counselor, at your at your school, um, maybe a church. A lot of times, there's people um, at churches that uh, provide resources for families uh, with teenagers that can help. Well, those are uh, I think those are really great uh, preventative things that we could do. And listen, I don't think that you're talking about some euphoric family. Um, environment. We are human. Yes, we will, you know, yell sometimes, and yes, we will lose our temper sometimes. Um, we're not saying that that can never happen, but they have to see a resolution. Um, I am a bad yeller. I yell <laughs> when I get mad. I really do. Um, I don't throw things. I don't break things, but I, I will yell. And uh, my kids are at a point in their lives <laughs> They're at that age where I'm like, really? Is this, is, you know, are you really doing this? And um, I found myself a couple of weeks ago just shrieking. I mean, I was yelling so hard, and my kids were looking at me like I had two heads. And it gave, and that that moment, I was about to get even more angry. But I was like, wait a minute, why am I shrieking like a banshee? And what could they be thinking? You know. Could they be thinking, all right, it's better for me to leave this place. This woman is crazy. Um, So I had to really check myself. I had to pull myself back and say, Annie, why are you? Now, mind you guys, I am a minister. I am a counselor. I am, you know, a a wealth coach, a life coach, and here I am going off, okay? So, you know, and I have... I have training in this area. So if I lost it, I know it could be easy for, you know, those who don't have training in this area to lose it. So we're not saying you, you are have to be perfect because we're not, yeah. but um, you got to be able to pull yourself back and say, okay, wait a minute. You know, I didn't mean to yell at you like that. Let mm-hmm. me take a moment. And, I, and, my, and my kids have heard me say this many times. Let me take a moment before I go off. Okay. And so they'll know, okay, mommy is right at that, you know, line. Let me go sit down and be quiet for about five minutes. And so we just have to uh, teach our children. And that's part of the problem solving um, as well. So um, I think those are really good points that you brought up that we could take one at a time and try to work on. And, um, you know, uh, some things might need a bit more attention, urgent attention than the other you might be able to do some simultaneous stuff. Um, the other good point I think you made was being interested in our children because some of the traffickers, that's what they do. 
they, even though they're acting, they show um, that they interest in what, you know, in the, in that person. And so once they find a victim that they can possibly prey on, they'll go and just act genuinely interested. Like, oh, how was Mm -hmm. your day? Oh, what do you mean, Mm -hmm. you know, that happened? Um, What do you like? And stuff like that. Because uh, we as humans, we want that type of interaction. We desire it. We yearn, especially our children. Um, They have to attach to us emotionally um, so that they won't have an attachment disorder or even then go out and look for someone to attach to. So, you know, these are your kids, you know. Whether you adopted them or whether you birthed them out your womb, they're your babies. So take interest interest in what they're interested in. I think that's um, that's an easy fix. These are all very practical and easy fixes um, that you brought up, Felicia. So thank you for that. Right. I think it's important, even if the child, you know, when you're when your child, uh, even when you're a teenager yourself. Sometimes, okay, you you don't want your parents around, or you feel like you're grown, but. I think a parent showing interest in a child is very important. Yes. It shows that you care even if the child doesn't want to be bothered. The fact that you are concerned and you ask, that I think that would, would uh, bring some support to the child. I think that's yes. very important. Yes. Very good. So, Annie, um, there might be a youth out there looking who find themselves in a situation where they feel they have no choice but to run away, what should they do? And that's, um, you know, it's a hard question and an easy question. Um, and, and I wanted to interject this. I forgot to interject this earlier because you had mentioned, as far as the prevention is concerned, that we shouldn't, you know, um, make, basically make our children so mad you know, that they want to run away, that, you know, and the, there's a Bible verse, Ephesians 6, 4, that says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and, and instruction of the Lord. So um, there's a, other versions that says, don't provoke them, um, you know, because and I, I believe it's because the Lord knows what could happen when we do provoke. That doesn't mean that we don't um, redirect, that we don't uh you know, um, make sure that we're raising our kids, but that we don't exasperate them. Um, but to what you were asking, unless there is the imminent danger right at that moment, if the, a person in your home is about to kill you or, um, or you know, rape you savagely, um, I would say take some time to make an escape plan first. If you believe that you're in a situation where you cannot be there too much longer, make a plan. Um, Haste normally will bring more repercussions and bad consequences when we act out of haste. So take a minute and think about it. Make a list of trusted people that you can turn to. Some people may not, you guys, there's people out there that have no family and no friends. I understand that. But even if you Figure out one person that you think that you can trust, that you could go to. Um, also think about, okay, wh- how can I get my hands on some money? Uh, this In the world we live in, we, we need the money and the resources. Um, when you're thinking about packing your bag, uh, think about your toothpaste, your you know toothbrushes, lotions, sundries, stuff like that to pack as well. Don't just leave with, you know, a couple set of clothes and two underwear, um, you, you know, make sure that you're prepared um, to be out on the street because the street is, is dangerous. It's dangerous. Um, ask yourself these questions as well. Do I have a place to stay? What about school? Um, are you going to continue your education? Am I going to uh, be gone a while or come back in a few days? You know, do you think that'll leaving for a little while and coming back will get, you know, get your parents to act right. Um, you know, where would, what would you, what are you going to do for shelter and food and transportation? Who, uh, who can, who can you depend on if you were to leave? Um, again, do you have a safe and solid plan? And what if plan A doesn't work? Do you have a plan B? Um, 
some of the things, and these are the the next three questions are, you know, kind of self-assessments is, you know, have I um, done all that I can to make things better at home? And I'm not talking about being, when you're in an abusive uh, home, you know, it's not your fault, okay, with the sexual abuse or neglect. Those things are not your fault. But could is there anything that you could do that would make it better at home? Um, is there uh, – have you kind of reached out to, you know, make things better at home? Uh, those are the things I think I would uh, definitely tell the runaway to think about. Also call the runaway hotline to get some guidance on agencies that are in your area. Um, if you're in a, an abusive situation, call the police and get some help. But I guess our my whole thing here is don't run away in haste if you're not in imminent danger, but take time to make a feasible plan so that you don't find yourself in a situation where you're having to have survival sex. It is that time again where I have to take my one last break. So everybody, if you'll please stay, uh, stay tuned. I'll be right back after this message. Thank you so much. Sadly, today, most of us know at least one person that suffers from addiction or substance abuse. Addiction does not discriminate. No age, gender, race, or classes of people are immune to the horrors of addiction. This epidemic has ruined families, claimed lives, and left loved ones devastated. Over 100 people die from overdoses daily, and over 20 million Americans suffer from some form of addiction. For this reason, author Lloyd H. Bell Jr. has written the book Clean and Serene. The author is an addictions counselor and recovering addict of over 13 years. He knows and has first-hand experience of being caught in the grips of addiction. Clean and Serene provides experience, strength, and hope for the still-suffering addict. It can also be used as a tool in recovery. Whether it is used in a group setting or individually, this book was written to assist in the recovery process and encourage integrating inspirational, encouraging, and challenging scriptures the author has provided, a resource that is sure to change lives. If you or someone you know is battling with addiction, this book is for you. If you are in recovery, this is a great resource to add to your toolbox. If you are a group leader or addictions counselor, this is an awesome book for group therapy. Clean and Serene, Scriptural Meditations for Recovery is available nationwide in both ebook and print. Get your copy or a copy for some you know today from Amazon or Barnes & Noble Bookstore. For less than $10, you can potentially change the life of someone currently paying the high cost of living with an addiction. Welcome back to I Rain Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bear. Again, welcome back to our last quarter hour. You have joined us at um, Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, and I am Minister Annie Bell. I do want to issue a trigger warning for survivors of whether um, uh, it is abuse or sex trafficking or maybe you were a runaway uh, who had to resort to survivor, survival sex. Um, if it has triggered something within you don't suffer alone reach out to us um you can find me on facebook at um irene stop abuse and abolish sex trafficking we also have a, a thursday night at 9 30 we have intercessory prayer you're definitely welcome to call in it's 530-881-1212 access code 225-184-078 if I said that too fast, just look down in your screen. You should see one of our advertisements that shows the uh, prayer call. You're not alone in this battle, so please don't suffer by yourself. We're here to help you. We're back with Miss um, Felicia Ingram, and we're talking about survival sex. And um, I just finished talking about, you know, what to do if you're in a in a situation where you feel like you had to run away. Now, Felicia, can you name two agencies that um, 
a, a youth can turn to if they want to get off the streets? So they're already on the streets. Who can they turn to? Sure. sure. Well, first of all, I want to say you have some great points um, for youth to consider uh, before they run away. And there were some of the things that I didn't even consider myself. Um, but uh, one of the first places um, I want to name is Covenant House. Covenant House is a um, is a place that has um, it's in over 30 cities. Um, it's in Canada and Latin America. Um, mm. And you would be able to find out about Covenant House through the 1-800 runaway number. That mm-hmm. uh, they could place you um, in uh, one of the uh, resources. Um, by calling that number. Uh, another place is uh, well, a couple more places called Promise House and uh, Safe Horizon. And they all have Safe Horizon. They, um, all these places have uh, you know, places for you to stay. They have services um, and there are people there to help. So uh, don't hesitate to, uh, to call uh, any of these agencies. Um, but I believe the 1-800 runaway would be um, a place to start. So they're yeah. available 24-7. So there's okay. always somebody there to help. That sounds and, great. Uh, I also wanted to mention um, a uh, trafficking prevention act that's been out for a while. It's called the R-H-Y-P- CPA is calling Running and Homeless Traffic, Homeless Youth and Trafficking Prevention Act. I know it's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it's, it's kind of stalled. It's been stalling in Congress for a number, about three years. Um, and I believe some of the barriers are um, mental health services, um, health services themselves, education, job training, and uh, long term housing. Um, and, and actually, there's been a lot uh, on Facebook. Uh, a lot of petitions going around for people to sign or to send uh, information to your uh, representatives to pass this um, act. Uh, it's, it's probably one of the few ways, the only ways that's really going to get um, resources available for um, right away uh, homeless youth. Uh, I can tell you that uh, here in Connecticut, um, they uh, they are doing something. They've recently um, provided funding for uh, housing through different organizations, and they're also going to be providing um, additional money for uh, services. So it's very important that uh, cities and states um, get involved in finding ways to uh, to end this cycle. For uh, for youth, mm-hmm. so there are there are um, states that are working on this. That sounds great. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of efforts and thought, you know, considerations being put towards it. So that's that's great. And that's the R H Y T as in Tom, P as in Paul, A. If you want to look that up for those who are listening in. And Annie, what about you? Do you have any helpful resources? Um, I just have a couple things. Um, Again, the runaway hotline that I have is 1-800-786-2929, and it is nationwide, and it is 24 hours, seven days a week, so even on holidays. So feel free to um, connect. It's also, if you can look it up on 1-800-runaway.org. Um, this, this particular outreach is in Chicago, but I, uh, mm-hmm. I believe that they'll also be able to c- get you some resources and find you some numbers that you can call for within your local area if the other 800 number does not work. Now, for those who are um, in the LGBTQ community, there is another hotline specifically for you because we understand that the, the plight is different um, being uh, you know, in that community and not feeling secure about coming out or if your parents have uh, abandoned you because of that. Uh, there, there's other things going on that 
this uh, particular organization can speak to, and that is the glbthotline.org. Again, GLB, like boy, T like Tom, hotline.org. Or you can call them at 1-800-246-7743. Also, we are, um, for churches and organizations, uh, we are doing what's known as a triumph tour. And uh, basically what we're doing is going out and training and equipping churches. Because guess what? the population of the 1.5 million to 2 million children who are, um, you know, in the streets, they could walk into your church. You got to know how to uh, handle that. Um, out of the million kids who are abused every year, they could be sitting in your pews. How are you giving care to them? Um, how can we get the communities? to be more educated and more aware, to be able to recognize sex trafficking victims and traffickers, as well as those who are being uh, abused at home uh, in a domestic violence situation or child abuse. We want to help equip the churches and the organization and the community as a whole. So give us a call so we can also help you um, do that as well. Felicia, you have really, I think, just came with some great information, and um, and I want to uh, really thank you for taking the time to come out and sharing all this information. And uh, we will be back in on December the 13th, I believe, and we're Correct. going to be talking about the signs, uh, how to recognize sex trafficking. So, um, you know, stay tuned uh, for that. So, uh, Felicia, again. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, doing what you're doing and advocating for those who are vulnerable and unable to uh, advocate for themselves. Well, thank you very much for having me, Annie. It's been a pleasure, and I'm learning a lot from you, and uh, I really enjoy sharing um, all that I do share with the listeners. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, it's it's that time, that time where we have to go our separate ways, but know that I'm with you in spirit. Um, God is always with you, so you're never alone. Um, my wisdom to reign for this week is sometimes God gives you your blessings in seed form. So first of all, you need to recognize what seed it was and plant it, nurture it, and watch it grow. To make a donation or get in touch with me or my team, please go to www.wealthmngt.org or www.anniebellministries.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Irene Stop Abuse and Abolish Sex Trafficking. You can also go to the YouTube channel and find us there, Irene Blog Talks, and become a subscriber so that you will not miss a beat. Um, All of our shows are loaded uh, that week. So that you won't, um, you know, you won't miss it. Even if you did miss it, you can still catch it. Now, um, and lastly, don't forget to pick up my book, Irene, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive. Uh, I know that if you are not um, a survivor, that you may know someone who is or maybe someone in the midst of. So please for them. So repeat after me. I reclaim my life. I excel at living. I illuminate the dark. I grow in Christ and I nurture myself and others. Let's reign together with Christ. See you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.